The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by Mullen Labe Cigars. Every man dies. Not every man really lives. It's a movie line. It's the fundamental principle by which this premium, organic, small batch cigars are made. Their tobacco has a 200-year-old generational line and is grown in soil free from GMOs, fertilizers, and pesticides. Mullen Labe Cigars are produced in small batches, and when they are gone, they're gone. Their work is marked by an outpouring of skill and pride. The result is a cigar that defines the luxury smoking experience one worthy of your finest moments. Celebrate your biggest victories with Maolave Cigars. Shop today at M-O-L-O-N-L-A-B-E cigars.com or check out the link on the BVB Discord channel. Maolave Cigars, don't wait to experience something great. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Play him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. It is a Wednesday for the Bostonian versus the book with the Bostonian actually in my native Boston. How are you guys? What is up, Dave Sherapan, the book, Matt Perot, the Bostonian, as we are live way early. Thank you for being here and thank you to Dave for accommodating this early start time for the show. It's like 9 a.m. on the West Coast little past noon here on the East Coast. How are you, my friend? And what's the Pirates? Are we playing a game today? The morning's all, yeah, the morning's routine is all messed up. Okay? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. It's, I was like, I'm glad you sent the text early because I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Today's the day <laughs> and tomorrow, right? We're doing the same thing tomorrow? Correct. Yes, tomorrow, same time. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, DJ Thump was going to have to wait. Uh, a little. Because this yeah, is my right. 9 to 10 a.m. is DJ Thump hour to get me fired up for the show. So, okay. I think I had to start a little earlier. Yeah, we had to, we had to get the pirate video done. Um, so I, I got the pirate gear. I don't have a city connect yet. Did you see the pirate highlights yesterday? I did, did not catch a glimpse of them. Did not. They wore, they debuted their city connect yesterday. Yeah. My bet got scratched. So I didn't watch the game. I was on the first five for the Padres, but then Darvis got scratched. So my bet got taken away. So I didn't gotcha. watch the game at all. Okay. Um, I'll be interested to see We've Got a lot of people in the chat. Thank you for being here. Um, what you think of the Pirate City Connect? I think they're going to wear them again today. Okay. I don't have one yet, but they got a gold hat in honor of me not having a gold hat. City Connect. I wore the only gold hat, pirate hat that I got. The throwback that's, Pirates. Dave now, Parker that hat is actual ago. authentic, though. That's, an, that's a worn hat, right? This is a Doc Ellis yeah. game used. Uh, this is what he wore on mm. the field. I mean, the, the bill's all crumpled up. I love 1970 it. 1970-something. Um, you need it, one of those like hand gloves, not the glove, but the, when the glove used to be just the hand, yeah, the eight men out type of style. Oh, glove. yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. Need those today to complete the outfit. Oh, I got one of those in the storage. <laughs> I got one <laughs> you, of those. You could go have you go have the big argument as to whether or not it's is it having a catch or you know, let's go play catch no, or have a catch. catch. Now, there's no argument. Well, well start this is a big argument. Chip, <laughs> well, I'm play right. catch, you, have you, a catch. You lost play catch. That that one you've lost. You've lost the chip versus ship argument. That that's done. But that's ridiculous. the glove of having a catch or playing catch 
still very much alive. That's a very serious thing for people. I think if you're wearing that outfit, I might have to say you're going to have a catch just because it feels like a throwback type of way of approaching the conversation. 1979, Dave Parker. This is, I just picked this one up. I found this Raymaker Lou was representing this and I was on a hunt for this. And I walked into the store over the weekend and I was, it just screamed out at me. I said, where did you get that? Wow. We only got a couple left. I said, well, let me see one. And I got it right there. Yeah. So that this just happened to just appear. Literally so, brand spanking new. For those of you who are wondering, that picture that you're seeing over my left-hand shoulder is what is that? My senior year <laughs> varsity poster that they shot for all the kids and blew it up for all the varsity seniors. Mm-hmm. That was our senior gift that's been in my basement since 1995. Yeah. It's been it's nearly it's up there. It's 30 years old, basically, that thing held up pretty well, though, for 30 years. My daughter is very freaked out by the whole thing. She's like, your hair is black. I was like, yes, at one point in time, my hair actually had color in Madeline. Yes, my hair was black. She got to like it. no idea that <laughs> she we got to like it before them. <laughs> so that is, uh, I'll, I'll grab that at some point and bring that forward. So I get you curious why that there is in. And I'm in, this is Colin's room where I stay in my house. So the, there's a Red Sox stuff up there and there's all sorts of different memorabilia oh. and stuff that's up top. So this is my, I'm 46, my brother's 44. And then Colin is for my mom's second marriage. He's 29. So this, this was his room. Now he's obviously moved out and lives in Maine, but this is his room. So it's is still that where you're stuff. going for the weekend? Uh, well, we you have a house Colin up there. Yes, we're going to okay. Maine. We're, we, okay. we leave on Friday morning to go up there for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So Colin didn't live in that room and have to stare at your picture on the wall the whole time. It was right? downstairs. No, no, that picture was downstairs on the wall. Okay. In the, we have a finished basement that was kind of like okay. a rec, a rec right. room type right. of situation. And that's where now it's turned into like a storage room because all the kids are gone. My mom's an empty nester. So her three kids from her second marriage are all moved out. They're all gone. So downstairs mm. is now like a storage room. That's where all my pictures are that I was sending you last night that framed <clears throat> Colorado Red Sox World Series. Fantastic thing. picture, by the way. I, I don't know how to get that thing back to Vegas. I just can't. I need that back uh, in my house. We'll talk. Yeah. I got to figure you, out how to you ship need it. That, you need that here. In Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I need yeah. it in my house. I need that. Yeah. And I no need question. my my Master's 2008 Master's trip. That was cool, trip. too. Yeah. Huh? Those are my two prized memorabilia thing from trips to that I took. One in 07, yeah. one in 08, actually back-to-back years. And I, they're downstairs. <laughs> and they've been here. Well, they were my in-laws or my ex-in-laws for a good, I don't know, five years, six years. Easy. Maybe longer than that. Probably 10 years it was there. So now it's here. <laughs> do, you, do you know who Smee is from the movie Hook? Smee? No, I don't either. But movie Hook at, at the movie Hook, the Disney movie Hook. Yeah, I don't know. Who, I don't remember it. Why? Addison just came into chat and said, "I look like Smee from oh. Hook." He said, "Just add glasses, put it in the Discord." Addison, there you go, right there. I'm going to stare huh. at the camera. I'll have to go and look at the Maybe cast a of bit Hook. Of a look. Yeah, because Dustin Hoff- Dustin Hoffman played Hook. Oh, in that movie. I've, been, I've been called Dustin Hoffman before. That's oh, nice. Okay. Thank you. So Dustin Hoffman, he he played Hook in that movie. And then the kid, I forget the name, I forget the kid and the Lost Boys. There's a lot of like very famous actors or kid actors that went on to pretty big careers in that from movie. From the movie Hook? Yeah, from the movie Hook. So <sighs> not too bad. <laughs> no, not too bad at all. Is it There's still worse. rain in there? Man, you, you you just forget about the fact that the rain here, it's it's it stopped. 
but it was raining about 10 minutes ago, like biblical type stuff. <laughs> and my daughter came in and was like, can I go outside in the rain? I was like, no. She's like, we don't get this what at do you home. Mean, like, dad. Yes. She uh, can go out in the rain. No, uh, uh-uh, no. What? The- we're, we're going to the, we're going to the aquarium today. We're going to walk in all of this. We're going to be soaked. She'll have plenty of time to go play in puddles and play in the rain later today. Ain't Mama P got no umbrellas? What do you mean you're going to walk in this? I mean, I don't know. I guess we might have umbrellas around here. I don't know. Go and look. I don't think I don't own an umbrella in Vegas. I I don't own one. It's so bad. We have one for the whole house. I don't. When it rains, everybody don't know what to do. I mean, like I had a golf umbrella for a long period of time. I I haven't played golf for so long that it went basically it was in the garage. And then about, I don't know, like seven, maybe seven or eight months ago, I went to open it because like it was the only girl, only one in the house. I opened it and a whole spiderweb family fell out of it. <laughs> and I was like, nope, we're done with that right in the trash for that thing because it could have been a black widow. I have no idea, but it had all sorts of nasty stuff going on inside of it. So I was like, all right, so I don't own an umbrella at all. So I don't think to even bring umbrellas to where I'm going. So it's, it's a fair point. I probably should go look around to see. But the humidity here, I mean, I walked off the plane and I was like, I had a travel day from hell yesterday. Walked off the plane and I was like hit in the face by it. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel soaking wet already. Yeah. This is yeah. not, I feel like I'm drinking through a straw. <laughs> like the air is so thick compared to where we are. You just don't realize it. You know, when you come back, it's going to be 110. That's fine. Right? I'm looking forward to it. Let's go. I know, but it's so 65 you know that, and pouring. You know that feeling when you get off the plane or you walk outside here and that steam hits you, feels like you're in the oven. Yeah. What's worse, the, the humidity or that feeling? The humidity, hundred percent humidity. The well, heat, close. When you're not used to the heat, I'll give you it. When you walk out to the airport, you open the, you know, go out that door right to that long walkway to either the the ride share or to your car. Like if you're not used to it, it's definitely a feeling you've never had before. Like it's 95 at midnight. Like there's no sun. And it's super hot. I remember walking out the first time I came to Vegas, I flew in at late at night and I walked out and I was like, wait, it the, the sun's been gone for like three hours. Why is it a hundred degrees still? Like, how is that even possible? It's so, hot. It's so weird. It's, it's, it's the weirdest thing. Cause you expect, you think heat comes from the sun. Oh. No, it comes from the air masses from where it's coming up from. So you forget that wait, when wait, you walk wait. out. Is that the meteorology portion of the show? Not yet, but it's a, oh, part, okay. it's a, it's a little All tip right. to it. Although people are involved, even Rex Byers, I did a ask me anything on the plane yesterday. And even Rex said that he'd be very interested in a college football and NFL meteor meteorologist segment on the show. Yeah, because so, he wants it pertaining to the wind. He well, Everybody's worried about the wind factor. Let, I think it would be an unbelievable – I want it on Fridays. I think it would be so fun to have a meteorologist, either Iveta or somebody else, I don't know, to right. come on and give us a breakdown from you know what games are going to be impacted by the weather for the weekend. It's a huge betting component. Well, we're going to have to do it. I, mean, I like we're gonna it. We're going to have time for that on Roll Call Fridays. Of course. Meteorology portion of the show. Absolutely. 100%. So right. we'll get to the Mets portion of the show here in a little bit, but I, I, I'll i leave David, I'll leave his last name. I, I was sitting next to a guy. Yes. Wearing a Mets hat. Oh, so, you did not do this. What did you do? <laughs> it was awesome. It was really good. So we ended it. So like for three hours, it's a five and a half hour flight. Yeah. So the first like three hours, he's sleeping or reading. He's reading crime and punishment. I'm like, crime and, like what do you mean crime and punishment for? Like, he's like, look like a 55 year old guy. How do you, how old do you think he is? Fifty seven, but he, I thought he was fifty five. Okay, so you pay, okay paint a picture. All right, I David, found out who he was. Fifty seven, small guy, smaller small than you, Jewish looking dude from New York. Okay, fifty seven years old. Okay, hat on. 
We're in a Mets hat. So I'm fooling around. The The news breaks about Steve Cohen's press conference today. We'll get to that later. And I just, I have my computer open and I was doing stuff on my computer and I just like looked at him. And I turned and I go, your owner's going to blow your team up tomorrow. <laughs> and he looks at me and we get into this like very long conversation about baseball. Very long. Co- He's a comedy club owner in California. He's oh. a stand-up comic. No. Who travels around the country he just his he just got divorced. His partner and him had started a comedy club. He sold the comedy club, I guess, last month. And he was coming here on vacation, coming to go to New York, New Hampshire, and going to New York. Okay. We got into this extremely long conversation about where the Mets are and how mad he is and what the frustration. Like it was really good to hear it because I knew Mets fans were mad. Didn't realize really how mad Mets fans are. Like they are on the edge of jumping off of a cliff right Aren't now. They always mad though. Yeah, but this is different because they spent so much money and there was so much hype for this that's, team. That's and, and and they're like, you know, he's like, I don't know if Steve Cohen knows what he's doing or just a rich asshole who wants to pay everybody and he thinks that solves everything. And I was like, whoa. I was like, wow. He's like, I don't know if he knows what he's doing. He's like, what is he going to do? Stand up there and fire Buck Showalter? Like, what, is he going to fire everybody? You, like, who is going to take, take Verlander? Who's going to take Scherzer? Nobody wants those contracts. These are ancient dude with big bloated contracts. We're dead. We're in so much trouble for the next five years. Like, it was awesome. I was like, this is Did great. Did you get his number? We're going to, he needs some help with his new second. He wants to start doing more comedy, but he hates social media. So I said, look, I teach a course at UNLV. It's full of kids who do social media like crazy. I'll get you in touch with a couple of kids who can help you. So yeah, him and I are going to have conversations about helping him out for his next, his next phase, but it's, well, because I'm going to go to open mic night. I'm going to do stand up. No, no. Well, he can do it. It's it's, it's called um, flappers. I think is the name of the club in SoCal. Um, Flappers. Think so? Something Flappers Comedy Club, I think he called it. I don't even. Do, do you know what first I thought of as soon as you said <laughs> Flappers, Flappy Flappy, and the meat curtains are back, baby. It's it's summertime, oh and we goodness. found a way to work the meat curtain in there. Unbelievable! There we I don't go. know how right. you did it. Flappers. I don't know. So, so David, I think I, I think Mets that's the name of the, the comedy club that he said he owned. He 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 owned, but it was it was a really fun. It, it made the last hour of the plane ride fly. It was it was really fun to talking about all sorts of things with, with what he's doing in comedy and like, you know, one of my cousins is trying to be a comedian in Chicago, so just talking about the scene and you know how things have gone and people Ooh. that we knew you know simultaneously, people we, we had in common. Like he's yeah. worked with Polly Shore, and I've I've seen people and I've been with Polly Shore, so right. it's been it was fun to kind of compare notes and what's going on so he's he may one day show, come on the show i don't know but i i love angry met fan is is still very much alive they are still very real and they're still very angry about what is going on oh yeah here so all right it's actually a very early what happened last night we get to actually drop a quick and very early otani watch All right, Atani watch here for today. What yes, a performance last night. Two home runs and 10 Ks for Atani. Yes, Kurt sir. Schilling says he might be the greatest baseball player of all time, and there's not even a debate of it on it. You willing to go there yet? That pirate hat is so tight on my head. <laughs> um, I I it hit me last night when people started talking about the context of what he did and how it's never been done and all these other things. And I started to think, and I mentioned it to Jess. I said, you know, 
we're going to be talking about Otani in 20 years, like telling people we saw him play every night. She goes, what do you mean? I said, he's different. I said, this is that one that we are going to talk about. Kids, you don't realize that when you're 17, 18, 19, 20, they just like, you know, there's just guys playing baseball. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. I feel different being older. Like I, he is so different. I mean, they came in <laughs> after the first home run and they wanted to do the whole thing with the helmet and all that stuff. He was just like, yeah, we're rolling. I'm sitting down. I'm pitching. Right. Leave me alone. Guys pitching and hitting, dominating both. I- I've never, I don't even know what to forget about running out of superlatives. It's little league baseball. Compare it to? It's little league baseball. It's like watching what happens during little league or in high school or travel ball. Like this is not major league baseball. You don't see the best player. Like normally like a kid who pitches and hits or plays first base and can relieve, come in for close a game or whatever. Right. We've seen it in college and with college baseball, the Jock Tani kid from Florida. Like we've seen right. these types of kids. We've never seen it at major league on this level. There is no comparison to this. Because this would be akin to a guy playing goalie in the NHL and being the starting center. Like, we we don't have a situation where it's a quarterback or in a defensive back. Like, we, we don't have anyone who does this. It can't be done on this level. It's not supposed to be done. Be, right. right. You, I mean, like, you can be the best kid in Little League and pitch and hit bombs. You know, you can be – we've – I mean – between being those kids or playing with those kids, we've seen that. As you get up and higher, it specializes, and you can do one really great. You can't do what he's doing. It's just on a major league level. It's, I don't know, man. It's fun. It is really fun to watch. Like now, I'm gravitating towards every time they're on. I'm watching just I, to watch him. Yeah. So when he when he pitches, is it getting to be like you talked about when Pedro pitched and you yeah. were in Boston? It's must watch when he's pitching. No, I I mean you can make the case it's must watch. Period. But yes, when he's pitching and he does what he does last night with ten Ks and two home runs, yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Major oh. nerd alert. Okay, what we're gonna get into right here. This is real wonky nerd stuff. Okay, <laughs> so do you know what O V O A is? Tell me, please. Okay. This, this is very wonky. It's it's basically for adjusted uh, for offensive value over average. Okay. Okay. Offensive average over average is based upon a running adjusted version of OPS that takes stolen bases in times caught stealing into account. Then it measures the individual score against the league average in running adjusted OPS and multiplies the difference by the number of plate appearances. Okay. Long story short on this. He's number one in major league baseball ahead of Acuna, Carroll judge and Freeman in OVOA standings. He's the best that's hitting. AGS is average. So that's game good. Score. You're saying that's good. It's really good. It's that's average good. game score. Okay. Yep. Average game score. This is even more wonky, but what, right. what is game score? You start with 50 points. Okay. You add one point for each out recorded three points per inning. Okay. You add two points for each inning completed 
after the fourth. You add one point for each strikeout. And this is a lot of math. You subtract two points for each hit allowed. You subtract four points for each earned run allowed. You subtract two points for each unearned run allowed. And you subtract one point for each walk allowed in your outings. Otani is number two in all of baseball. Only Framber Valdez is better in that stat at 185 points accumulated. Doing the show and not seeing you while we're doing the show is a whole different dynamic. <laughs> I was looking around trying to see Try if to I stare could around. see you. No. Yeah. I'm blocked um, out entirely. That was in a other lot words, of numbers. In other words, what he's doing at the plate, he's the best. What he's doing on the mound, he's second best. In all of in all of baseball. I just can't believe it. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. Nothing makes dude, sense, especially all that shit you just said. <laughs> Sorry, Will. 930. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. No one cares anyway. We're, I mean, we have, as we learned, it doesn't matter what we say. Right? So it doesn't matter. This is exciting. We're never getting off late night, but I don't give a shit about that. Yeah, we can say whatever you want. I, I just think it's wild to look at an athlete that is entering a free agent year next year. We've yes. never seen an athlete at this level regardless of contract status but we've also never seen him hit the free agent market in major league baseball i mean this guy you could make a case he takes up two different roster spots what would you pay a dominant starting pitcher in major league baseball you'd pitch you 30 to 40 million dollars a year what would you pay a dominant cleanup hitter in major league baseball 30 to 40 million dollars a year i mean you could make a case this guy deserves 70 million a year who can afford that? Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox, Cubs. There's like 10 teams that could afford it, but there's 10 the teams. Red that might. Sox are not paying it. Yeah, they might. They might. I mean, I'm serious. They might. I mean, the, the amount of money you're going to make with your marketing dollars in Asia, if you have a Tani on your roster is unbelievable. He might be worth it just for that. His, his stature in Asian markets is unbelievable. I mean, he, the angels are selling so much gear with Otani, so many jerseys with Otani. I already have most of them. I was an angel okay. guy before all this, so that's so, good to know. So you can't come at me for being a bandwagon guy. I hope he stays on the West Coast selfishly. He's going to go to the Dodgers. I'm, I've oh, already, I've already, no, I've already, he's going no. to the Dodgers. I've already said it in my brain. He's, he's going to the Dodgers. He's if he stay. stays in California, he's going to stay on the Angels. I don't, I don't think so. No, Angels otherwise he's going to the Yankees. Angels can't pay. Nope. I don't think he's going to the Mets or the Yankees. I don't think so. He doesn't like cold weather. He likes the West coast and he likes warm weather. Okay. That's San Francisco and Seattle by angels, Dodgers. I think those are the two options for him. That's it. <laughs> Maybe the Padres, if they want to get going with another crazy contract, but they've already spent so much. I don't see the Padres spending even that, that much to get them. Otani and Yoshida make sense. It does. I told you before the Red Sox, it does make sense, but he doesn't want to go play in cold weather. So the Red Sox are out. I, I think the Red Sox are not a, a logical spot for him. I think East coast teams are not going to be a logical landing spot for him. And you spend spring training in Florida yeah. you play in the cold in the, in, in April, April and in, in May and ideally October. That sucks. He wants to be, I think he wants to be under the brightest of lights the Red Sox need a splash. They need this because they haven't had one of these in a long time. And John Henry's clout, if you will, his, his Q rating in new England is in the garbage. People hate him here. Like just straight up. 
they hate John Henry. They think he ruined the Red Sox, even though he won four championships for this franchise. They hate him right now. Typical Boston people, right? I mean, the guy wins four championships and now they hate the guy because he's not doing what they want him to do, which is spend like crazy. And he's not doing that. Liverpool hates him because they think he ruined them. You know, the Penguin fans hate him because they think they ruined the Penguins. Like <laughs> John Henry has no one likes John Henry right now. Yeah. NASCAR folks don't like him because of what he does with, with, you know, Fenway Roush racing. And like, he, he's not liked anywhere as, so, as an owner. Lou just came in and said it. Raymaker five, one, two. It's better for baseball. If he's on the Dodgers. Is this Fair. true? Yeah, it's fair. I mean, I don't know if it's better for I don't know if it's better for baseball if he is on the Dodgers. I think it's better for baseball if he stays on the West Coast. Because it gives us something to watch. It forces East Coast people to watch West Coast games. Because I'm telling you right now, last night was an absolute disaster for me trying to stay up and watch those games. <laughs> I was it's hard, ain't it? I was asleep at 10 15. Yeah. I was absolutely burned out. I could not. I mean, I was up early. I ran. I did my workouts. I did what I had to do. I was so tired. And I'm like, how do you guys do this on the East Coast? Like, how? I still can't believe you only packed that one bag you carry on. I can't believe what? in nine days you're going to just be zinging out of that bag. That's impressive. That's easy. It's shorts and T-shirt weather. I'm wearing long. This is I bought two long sleeve shirts. I'm wearing one of them because it's disgusting outside. 65 today. Yeah, it's cold, it's chilly, it's yeah. nasty. Rain. 65 is blah. <laughs> but I mean, in Maine, I may need a little bit. But I mean, I can buy other stuff if I need it. I'll buy it. But like two pairs of jeans, four pairs of shorts, yeah, five or six T-shirts, underwear, socks, and we're good. What do, else do we need? Nowhere, you ain't got nowhere to pack it if you buy stuff. You ain't got nowhere to put it. That's, That's fine. I'll leave it here. I'll, I'm back in, I'm back at Christmas. I'll come back at it then. I mean, it's not a big deal. I just, I, I don't think you need to, I mean, you're right. You would pack for your hats. You'd pack as much as I packed, but in the summertime, I pack light. Wintertime is a pain in the neck. You gotta check the bag. You gotta have the coats and the boots. The rain and, messes up the hats. You gotta be careful. But don't yeah. wear the BVB hat in the rain. No, I got a, a, a travel I've, hat. Yeah, yeah, I got a travel hat I can throw okay. on. It, it, it's, right. it's all good on that. But I, I don't, I travel light on the summer times. It's easy. I, I wish it was always like this. I mean, coming to Vegas, you know, you don't for a week. I, I would pack the same thing. I would pack oh, two or three. Coming to I'll Vegas was easy when I was coming. Like, yeah. And hopefully, there, you know, there's going to be people coming all, yeah. all summer long to sign up for the contest at Brigade Proxy Service. We're going to talk about that here briefly. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, you come to Vegas in the summer, you don't almost need to bring nothing. Easy. It's it's a it's hard very easy. Pack. It's very easy. Pack. Yeah. So the longest win streak right now in Major League Baseball is four games. The longest losing streak in Major League Baseball is three games. Uh oh, <laughs> what's the content space gonna do? They don't know what to do when there's no streaks. This is tough. You gotta come up with bets. Oh boy. Well, I bring this up because I think it's interesting. This is the end of June into July into the all-star break. Yes. Like sir. people say, like the dog days of summer can be rough in August. I think this two week period before the all-star break is really the most difficult time to bet for baseball. Like this is teams are really starting to figure out, do we actually want to go for it or not? They start calling up like the pirates start calling up a lot of kids. You start seeing what you got experimentation with a lot of different lineups and starting pitchers and relievers. It's hard to bet right now in baseball. Is it not? A lot of guys take time off right now. Yes, this is a time you don't want to stop betting baseball. A lot yeah. of guys are like, you know what? I'm going to take the week of the fourth off, and they finish the week of the fourth off with the week behind it right. to get to the All-Star break. This is great, you know, because there's nothing 
during the all-star break. I mean, the home run derby, and there's a lot of betting on that. Yep. Um, it's fun. And there's a lot of betting on the all-star game because it's the only thing. But yes, this is this is a tough stretch. Um, I mean, last night's Mariners game. You see that? Like, no. Oh, yeah, you were long asleep. Dead asleep. I was long gone. Mariners, huge favorites uh, against the Nationals. Closed like minus 240. Okay. Winning the whole game. Blow the game. Extra innings. Nationals win 7-4. They were as high as minus 900 during the game and ended up losing the game. Wow. It's, these are tough ones. I think favorites yesterday went 8-7. and seven. Oh, okay. Right. So pick your spots. I went two and zero in baseball yesterday, but I swore. You know, I got I, I got two plays for today. So there's some numbers that have come out here over the last 48 hours on yes. baseball, and it's it's pretty interesting when you start looking at these numbers because it does prove that what Major League Baseball has done from a, a standpoint of making changes, it's actually been pretty good. So pace of play three hours and seven minutes last year. Now it's yeah. two hours and 37 minutes. Difference of 30 minutes. 30 minutes faster. Half hour. All right. Batting average 230 is up 20 points to 250. That's good. More runs per game is up 1.4 per game. That's this is a lot. Eight runs to 9.4, which is a significant jump if you're betting unders. Good luck. Right. And then stolen base rate, 74% success last year, 80% success. This year. Well, it feels like it's even higher. I'm surprised it's only 80 to 74. They're but, doing it more. The difference is they're attempting more oh, stolen more, bases. More. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're making it more, but they're also attempting way more than they did last year. What does that um, tell you? For going to the second half of the year for betting, what can you what can you oh, take from that? I mean, you should be looking at stolen base props for sure. We talked about that before the season. But right. You should, betting under is treacherous. <laughs> Betting under is treacherous. I mean, it ain't easy. You got to really find certain teams that pitch well, but don't hit the ball. Don't 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 do the little things to to manufacture runs. Otherwise, just bet overs or find something else. Because the aggravation of betting under when you're when you're nailing it, and then one bad inning, right? Bullpen, yep. Like a couple. Ghost runner. Base hits. Well, yeah, when you get the extra innings. If you've got <laughs> under it. when you get the extra innings, you're you dead. know you're done. You're dead. Like 2-2, two, two, I got under 8, and it goes to extra innings. You're expecting to lose. Lose, correct, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was on, somehow I threaded the needle last night with getting Reds, Orioles under 4.5 first 5. It's 1-1 one, one after 5. <laughs> that was good. For was the number the one. one. The game went under 2, right? I believe it was two to one when I fell asleep. So I, I did not yeah, see the final for that, but you know, that was a game that I looked at and was like, all right, both the, the kid that started one final red. Yeah. The yeah. kid that started for the reds hadn't given up an earned run Abbott. on the road all year. Hey, yeah, but yeah, I mean, he was re- really well. He's it's three, and zero now three, and zero on the road. One on run five start open to a career in Reds history since oh. uh like I, I forget who I heard it and I was like wow it's really long time wow Mario Soto or something I can't remember who it was but yeah he's pitching great his starts are good he was a dog yeah. yesterday I liked Cincy yesterday um I had the game under too 
talked about it on the grid. Yeah, That's I just I just looked for his five. I, I, okay. I didn't even play around with the bullpens, just knowing I was concerned about the Orioles and Reds bullpens. So I said, just give me the starters. Right. And, t- and took four and a half and went under. So I was easy when two runs got scored in that game, which is, you know, the Reds are right now one of the best over teams in baseball. So sort of a, a zag. But people would say, okay, just bet the Reds. Because he he was asking me, it's it's funny that we he, he just brought that up because we were talking about betting a lot. He was asking me, Dave from New, from New York or California, and the Mets fan, yep. the comedian was asking me a lot about baseball betting, and yep. it, it's really kind of wild. Watch the show? I did. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually. Gave him the gave him the full rundown on where to get, uh, you know, how to watch it live, how to watch it recorded, where to get Sports Grid, all this stuff. He um he said, why don't I? Because why don't you just bet the top teams over every night? So just, just every day, just bet the same teams over. Once you get to a certain number of sample of a sample size, why don't you just bet the over every time? And I was like, you could do that, but arguably the books are going to adjust to that. So, you know, right. Cause like right now, a couple of the teams are hitting like 69% of the time they're hitting their overs. So he's like, why don't you just bet these teams over every game? I'm like, well, I mean, like you do it seven days, you hope to go four and three, but the juice may get you. And then the books are going to start to adjust and start jacking up. No, I, I used the, the Alcantara example last night. Right. Because Alcantara, the books finally woke up and made the Red Sox number nine and a half. It was nine when I bet it. It was nine and a half when it closed. It was a 10 actually. Still went over. Red Sox gave up 10 runs themselves in the game last night. It wasn't Alcantara's fault. He pitched well. It's just the Red Sox got shelled by you know their pitching got shelled by Whitlock got shelled by the Marlins but like those games are going over when Sandy Alcantara is pitching I think it's four straight games now the games have gone over so I'm like you have to be careful with that and so we're going back and forth but he brought up a question that he wanted me to ask you which I this kind of stunned me with so he made the point that we were talking about streaming services right we're talking about Amazon and YouTube TV this year in the NFL is it legal if a book knows your data information about the way you book. So the, the, the conversation was you go to, you're watching the game on Amazon. Uh-huh. Amazon asks you to like a lot of these apps will do. Hey, we'll track your bets for you. Link your book to our Amazon account. So link your DraftKings account to your Amazon account, right? Okay. So you're sharing your data. Yep. Could the book through AI offer you bets that are customizable just to the way you bet. Is that legal to offer John Smith who likes betting first five overs or likes betting first quarter totals. And they offer you a number. They know you always bet first quarter over. They offer you a different number than what's at the book in real time that would appear on your screen. Is that legal to do that? How well do you notice Dave, New York Met fan guy? I met him for like he, but he's he's <laughs> he's a conspiracy theorist guy. He's he's like we we, we get into all sorts of big conversations about you know the government and the way things have gone with oh, Twitter. We had, oh, it was a wonderful. I should have just done a Twitter. Space. It was an unbelievable conversation. It was really oh, it was really God. interesting. He's, he's a very well educated right. guy, very smart guy. Yeah. Him and I talked to him for a lot about things that were non sports related, but this is where we got into the gambling side of things, just because of the tracking and how everyone everything we do is tracked and everything. Your phone's just a walking you know device to track you. And we got into that betting side of things about just and he he asked me that question. He goes, "Could somebody? Could a book offer somebody a customizable bet that is not offered anywhere else?" based upon the betting habits of the user. And I was like, this is an unbelievable question. I was like, I have to ask Dave this question. 
I don't know. Cause he goes, why would it be illegal? Couldn't the book do that? It's, it's making a number, it's making a market, but it's a market of one. It's not a market for the masses. It's a market for one, but the computer could do it very quickly. If you choose to link your account to that said broadcast. I mean, I'm not under oath, so <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say maybe. How about right? that? I think I think it's yes. I think the answer is yes. Could be. I think it 100. percent I think it is absolutely. I mean, if you I'm not voluntarily you should do that. No, no, no. But if you, if you would voluntarily that, I'm could you voluntarily already, right? Could it already be happening? It could be, but I haven't seen it. I, I, he asked me, "Is it could already be happening?" Mean it's not happening. Correct. You. Fair. Doesn't mean I have. I, I I haven't seen it personally, but this is because we all know this is what why YouTube TV and Amazon. It's why they are buying the rights to these broadcasts because they know they're going to be able to do other businesses, other business inside the game. It might not be betting. Amazon might start offering offering you like a grill, or they may say offering you like a like a baseball hat or something during the game on the screen, and you just say click buy with your TV set. Because that's why these these TVs are all becoming basically really big smartphones, and so it's a really interesting thought process that a sports book could essentially, if you voluntarily tied your books or book to the TV to the Amazon app on your TV, you'd be sharing the data, so they would know the way you bet, and they'd be able to offer you a customized bet that only is up for you but might not be a bet that's good to make because it may be using your betting history against you. Two things. One, books have a hard enough time putting the lines up right <laughs> and putting the lines up on time. Okay. And taking bets. So before we advance the ball all the way down the field, let's get the books to get the shit right now. Okay. Two, this has been going on since the beginning of time. Okay. Moses, the barber. <laughs> was right. the guy that I kind of learned the business from on the phone. And I had some other guys, <clears throat> they, they called one guy bus, not because he drove one, because he would run you over with one if you oh. didn't pay him. Okay. Like there was a lot of, there was a lot of people, but when they answered the phone, they knew who was calling on the other end. And if you bet favorites and the line was seven, but you called and you were the favorite better, you got eight. Wow. I watched a guy work one day, must have answered 10 calls. He gave out five different lines. <laughs> you know, Shelly. This is back in the, you couldn't Shelley check it though. Square. You couldn't check it though. That's well, the thing. Right? I mean, Shelly, Shelly the square would call. All he did was three team parlays. Nice old guy. Um, Shelly, you know, Sheldon was, they called him Shelly. I called him Shelly the square. The line was seven. He got eight. The line was Nine, he got 10 because he, he, he always bet favorites. Right. You know, the total was 38 and a half. Guy called. He got 40 because he always bet over. They, they, you know, and you had to like, you had to learn to fool the bookie sometimes. You know, you sometimes you'd call and be like, hey, you know, what do you got on, say, the Patriots were playing the Dolphins and you always okay. bet the Patriots or you bet the Patriots more often than not. And the Patriots were three-point favorites. Call and say, hey, what do you got on the Dolphins? And he'd be like, uh, you know, Patriots minus three and a half. All right, good. I'll take the Dolphins. Like you had to ask for the other one or you had to change it up. You never called and asked for what you wanted okay. because the bookie would change it. Right. But we could, but like 
in America, right? This is this is an offshore conference. This is in the nineties. No, this people was are... a guy in a basement in a barber shop. This was... okay, but he's he's calling around, like changing lines in the black market. Has been going on. I, I get that. This is in the legal regulated market we're talking about. Like if I'm you here in Massachusetts, this is going on in the legal regulated market. I don't know if it is or it is not, but is it illegal? The question is, he asked me is, is it against the law to do that? And I said, I don't think so. That seems to be like. I'm just making a market. I make a market. I can make a market for one or I can make a market for the masses. It's up to the buyer as to whether or not the better wants the, wants the price or not. You always have to remember that. It's up to, I mean, if you don't like the price, go to a different store. That's what I said. I said it, it basically, I can do whatever I want. Even if it's, a, you know, if there is a, um, a, a nefarious plot behind it because they know you bet a certain way and they're using the information against you. I don't think it's illegal. I mean, I don't think it is either. Everybody goes to a car. You go to a car dealership and there's a car and you will pay a different price than me. And my wife will pay a different price than both of us. Right. I mean, it's just, it's, you have, you have an item and you price it out. Well, the books I've always worked at, like there's ways to do it where you have an East Coast line and a West Coast line, or that's what know. his point too, right? He, he that's what got him on the. They topic, do that. that. Yep. I mean, I that's why I that. like to sign in these apps from different yeah. states. Like he, he's a Laker fan, and he was like, "What's the price?" Because I always feel like the Laker price is different than other games. I said, "Yeah, in Vegas, it's called the Laker Stacks. It's they juice it up because no folks are going to come in and bet the Lakers. They don't care what the number is. They're going to bet the Lakers." He was yeah, like, oh, that's I- been going on since the beginning of t- beginning of time. Yeah. Bookies. And then, you know, all along. That's part of the business, I guess. I don't like it. I know it's much easier as a book to manage one number, one line. And yeah, but if a computer does it for you, there's no managing. The, it's the AI it would do it for you. Amazon's got it hooked AI up. AI is going to ruin everything. It it's might, but I'm just better. saying it has the ability. If you're watching a game, like I had to explain latency to him, and oh. he fully like he didn't really understand how. He's like, wait a minute. So you're telling me when I'm watching a game on TV, like that it happened like a minute ago. I go, it's more than that sometimes. He didn't know. No, he didn't know. He was like, he's not very technically savvy, and he because and he was like, so people have people are betting on games. That are going on, but the number I go, I go, I go, I go, you're in Mass. I go, you're going to stay in Mass in New Hampshire. It's both legal. I go, open up an app, watch a baseball game, or watch a, or watch any game, and watch the app, and watch how soon the app changes versus when you're on the screen. Game changes, and you will see a dramatic difference. The book is way ahead of you. <laughs> I was like, do not bet a game. The old thing we tell the brigade, like never bet in game unless you're in a commercial. Never bet it while it's on the screen going on. Or you see the number and you know, like, I mean, like sometimes I do it because I know if this happens, things will change. I'm watching the number. Right. Screen. If this happens, I know what it's going to go to. So I want to bet that number. Right. But well, yeah, I mean, you can't can't bet watching it live because you're, 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 I mean, you could be a minute and a half behind. behind. I told you the Super Bowl was, was 62 seconds behind last year. And it was dramatic. I mean, that's the biggest betting day of the year and 62 seconds behind. And that was a good number for certain people who were watching the thing when they were just only streaming it through different applications is is even worse. And YouTube TV, I mean, we're going to, I mean, people are going to be pissed off this football season. People don't really understand what is about to happen for the NFL Sunday ticket being a streamed only service. No. And I mean, Congress yesterday, I, I tweeted this yesterday on from the plane, but you know, Congress yesterday essentially announced the death of FM radio yesterday that 
they're going to spend $40 billion to you overreacted offer. to this. I did not overreact. This is reality. This is the death of FM radio. In 2030, FM radio will be dead. It's it's happening. It's it's once we have high speed internet available in all 50 states, $40 billion, I think it is, that's being handed out. Some states are getting multiple billions of dollars to do this. Yeah. Car companies, this is what car companies have been waiting for to stop producing automobiles with radios in them. AM will always be there. That's our emergency services. That's when, you know, a nuclear bomb gets dropped. The way we're all going to find out about it is AM radio. But everything else from a content distribution standpoint, the car companies have been waiting because they want the data themselves. They're tired of giving it to Apple. They're tired of giving it to Android. The car companies want the data themselves. And so they're going to stop producing radios and they'll start producing essentially smart cars, smartphones in your dash that will collect all of the data as to what you're watching and what you're listening to while you're in the car. And that will ultimately lead to all sorts of different changes with the way we consume content, the way that we're watching content. So satellite radio out. No, satellite radio will be there still. I mean, because that's, that's one consistent signal that's there. Car companies are comfortable with that because Sirius XM pays the car companies to put those in the, into the FM cars. radio. Done. See ya. F- AM will stay because AM will be how you transmit news and weather and whatnot. But FM, goodbye. Everybody will go to an app because you don't need the thing that is stopping the FM broadcast now. It's line of sight. Okay, not to get like, you know, journalism 213 on you, but it's line of sight. The cost of having a tower on top of a mountaintop or on top of a building is really expensive and companies would love to stop paying the electric bill, the safety bill, all the things that come with operating a tower to signal to to broadcast an FM signal, do it all via an app. They would be in in love with it, but the car has to be connected to the internet. So if you have high speed broadband and high speed connected to the internet, the car will be every car produced will be connected to the internet. That's what will happen every car because you have to have it in all 50 states which congress passed yesterday that they are going to guarantee it that everyone in america is going to have access to high speed high speed internet high speed wi-fi is coming to the rural parts of america i'm moving to that (laughs) and when that happens so that will now we're talking about everything going to a streaming service it just enhances youtube tv it enhances amazon broadcast amazon prime like the, the we're in, we're in such, such a transformational time right now and sports betting is right there in the middle of it. It's right. It, it's going to impact it. It's going to impact everything. The way we watch gamble, how we see things and whoever fixes latency, you fix latency. Things could be very different gambling wise. I don't like the sounds of any of this. <laughs> well, you don't like watching things and things on devices. So you just like your cable. I just, what well, I just want to watch it on TV. You will watch it on TV. Listen, I like the mystery of the radio. I mean, I like when I drive. I have a playlist. You'll still have that. That's not going away. It's just how do you listen? Is it? It's it's not the broadcast of a radio of a radio broadcast isn't going away. You're just going to have it on your dash, like Apple CarPlay, where you just go and click on it. If I want to listen to a Red Sox game, I go to MLB.tv and click yeah. on radio broadcast. Click on the broadcast and I listen to it while I'm driving. That's how you'll listen to radio. That's how you listen to games on the radio. I love the DJ just randomly just playing music. I don't know what's oh, coming. Well, that's next. it. That's <laughs> locally, uh, that's going to go away. It'll be, right. they'll have Sirius XM guys who will do that. You'll have your national broadcasts, stuff like that will do that. But you won't have that the same way we have it now. Right. It'll change yeah. 
dramatically. And there will be some local DJs. There'll be some big enough brands that have the ability to give you an application that will go in your car, that will go in your dash, like Apple CarPlay. But that's the big fight that car companies are mad about because Apple and Android, Google, they get all that data. When you connect your phone to your car and you're listening to things. I don't want to give nobody my data. You are though. Spotify, all that stuff is being accumulated. They're, They're tracking what you're listening to. They're rolling it up and then they're selling that data to people who are interested in marketing to you. Right. Well, the car companies are tired of being used as a conduit. They want it themselves. Right. <laughs> so that's why they're going to make the changes coming, but they can't do it until there's actual Wi-Fi available for everybody. So certain cars are hotspots, right? If you, you, you get a brand new car, yeah. it'll say, turn the hotspot on. Yeah. That's what they want. They want every car to be a hotspot just like that. Right. Every new car. So it's just a, it, it was a great, I, I, he asked me, I was like, I got to ask Dave that question because that's something I never really thought about is could you actually use AI to customize bets? Is that legal? It feels legal, right? It, it, it's, it, it's not illegal. It says it's not. I'm, right. Um, uh, not yet. I don't know if there ever will be because why would there be? Because it's been going on again Forever. since the beginning of time. The book could control the number, control how you get it. You control whether you bet it or not. That's all. Yeah, you so, decide on it. So, yeah. uh, one more baseball. I guess two more baseball stories. One, the A's continue to set records that you don't want to set, and th- this is the number of players <laughs> used by the Oakland A's so far. Uh-huh. Forty-six different players have been used by the Oakland A's so far this year. Forty-six. Jeez, that is the most even, in the majors. We're at the halfway point of the season, we're, the, yeah, we're the, past that. Wow, that's a lot of players. The single season record is 69, set by the Cubs in 2021. This is the fa- this is the most players ever used in the first half of a season in baseball okay. history. Yeah, I was going to say, is this ahead of pace? It has to be. It's way ahead. <laughs> it's way ahead of pace. Um, wow. I mean, is that that's on the team, is it not? They can't figure this out. Like they're just bringing kids up and down. I mean, if you're playing in Las Vegas, you must be getting frequent flyer miles going back and forth from, from Vegas to San, to Oakland playing for the A's getting sent back down getting sent back up. It can't be a positive environment. No. <laughs> and it has to be like, I mean, I don't want to say we, we've talked about it being a real life major league, but guy comes up and goes three for four and, you know, three for four, two nights in a row, and they may send him back down. Say this kid's hitting too good. Put him back down. <laughs> playing too well. I know. Like, I mean, I, I, who knows what's going on? That's a lot of up and downs. That's a yeah. lot of. That's a lot of a uh, lot of guys, man. I don't know. This they're going to break the record. Oh, easy. There's no debate. They're going to they're going to annihilate the record. That's just that's going to happen. And it's it's unfortunate because, you know. Regardless of, of if you're an A's fan or you're looking forward to their move to Vegas, whatever you're looking at them from, the, from a franchise standpoint, it's really hard to cheer for the team because you don't know the guys. Like, <laughs> you, like you don't know who's on the roster every night. Like who's playing? Who's playing first now? Who's that kid? Where is he from? Wait a minute. What? Like, it's really hard to, to like the team that you're paying attention to. Yeah, this is. Uh... Could be done on purpose, too, by the way. Right. <laughs> don't give any fan favorites don't give anybody any you know fan base that might be a little too uh maybe giving them a little too much, too much credit, credit. <laughs> yeah but it's true like baseball a lot of times you identify with the player right 
you know, I know I did it as a kid. A, a, a lot of guys and girls that are watching the show right now probably did that. I see my girls doing it now. Like mm-hmm. they go to the aviators games and as they go more often, they're like, I really like the left fielder. They don't even know his name half the time <laughs> until the first, you know, two or three times they go. Right. Because they have to make sure he plays. But if you get that regular thing, you can build a relationship with the team. Mm-hmm. It's hard to like uh, or, or or to do that when a team's bad, though. Like, you got to have some team success, right? Or individual success. Individual success will lead to a lot like of people. If you're a guy who hits, you know, the team sucks, but the guy who hits, you know, a bomb every two nights, you know, you may want to go and watch him hit because it's fun to watch him hit. I mean, that's what that was Mike Trout for a long time. The Angels sucked, but Mike Trout was great. So you wanted to go watch Mike Trout. So you can do that, but not when you're, you know, 40 some odd guys up and down and you're going to obliterate the record, <laughs> the major league record. You've already taken down the first right. half record in major league baseball. Now comes the season record next. They're going to obliterate that makes it very hard to find a way to liking a team and cheering for a team and finding anything really happy going yeah. on. It's just a bunch of nastiness going on. And speaking of nastiness, one more baseball story. Mets today, uh, oh, a press conference, and maybe oh. in the next couple of, I think it's three o'clock Eastern time, the Steve Cohen press conference happening for the Mets. They're five and 16 over the last 21 games. Like he said, he sent a tweet out and said, you will hear it from me myself tomorrow at a press conference at three o'clock. Yeah. What can he say? Like, like this is what, this is what Dave from LA asked me. He goes, what do you think Cohen's going to say? Like, what can he say other than I'm firing everybody? What does he say? And I was like, I don't know. It's a great point. Like, what's the point of the press conference? I got it. We're good. It's one. It's to deflect, right? Okay. It's, I mean, because they're asking him, what are you going to do? And he's got to come on and say, I did what I did. I paid everybody. I got all these guys. Now it'll be the only thing that would come from this that would be interesting to me would be that if he throws <laughs> either throws some people under the bus or gives uh, that wonderful dreaded backhanded vote of confidence to Buck Showalter. That's coming. According to reports, that's what he's going to do. Oh, boy. Going to say, I stand behind Buck. I know we've started off rough. But, I mean, look at I said this to, to Dave on the plane. The regular season doesn't mean anything anymore. And so, even though the whoa, Mets... Whoa, whoa, It whoa. doesn't. What? It doesn't. Hold on. It doesn't. Hold Major on. League Baseball. I got to hear this. this it's is, the truth. We got Butchie the Bookie in here watching. Deuces to you. Rainmaker. Everybody sit back and relax. And have P. Ralt wax poetic on why the longest regular season in sports doesn't mean anything anymore. All that matters is getting in. It doesn't. I, I I'll rephrase. The division doesn't matter anymore. Doesn't matter anymore what you do. Sure. Okay, that's, that's fine. So it, you still it, got to get in. But the reason why you play the regular season is to find out who wins the division. Then you go play the playoffs and see who wins the conference or the, the league, and then you go to the World Series. That's how it's always been. Baseball has decided that the division doesn't matter anymore. All that matters is, did you have the best record? Yes or no. And if you don't, you're now in a three-game playoff like everybody else. So the Mets are eight and a half games out of a playoff spot right now. It's end of June. You can make up up eight and a half games. You could get in with the talent the Mets have. 
and the, the guys that they have on that roster, they could make up eight and a half games and find their way into a wild card spot. It's a long shot, but it's not impossible given even how poorly they have played. They could change things in the second half of the season and potentially be either in contention or even winning one of the three wild card spots. Did you see you probably didn't because you were in the air and talking to New York Met Dave <laughs> yesterday on Twitter. Yeah. Big scuttlebutt with Benson talking Ooh. about the Mets price. Somebody came after him for the Mets price. Okay. What was the price? They jumped it up to an absurd number. You could come and get whatever you wanted. He's smart. I would he said, too. Come on in. Yeah. Better do your bet, in the face. They're like, oh, look, the circuit number's off. You know, the, the, the DraftKings and the fan doing all these people got the Mets at this. And, and Circa got it double. You know, you could come bet the World Series and take like 92 to one when it's really like 40 to one. Okay. And these people were coming at him and all this stuff. And he was like, the window's open. Yeah, absolutely. We're open 24 hours here and we take bets. Just bring the money. Like a lot of people like to talk about stuff on Twitter and, you know, other social medias. And again, they're probably talking about us too. But when you're talking about the Mets, they could. They could get in. But right now, I'm going to ask the chat because we got a nice group of people here that are probably baseball fans. Are the Mets in the playoffs or out of the playoffs? All we need is in or out for the Mets. I say out. What about out. you? Out. But the problem is they should be massive sellers at the deadline and they can't move any of these contracts. No one's going to take these contracts. So they're either going to eat a ton of money to free up the spot, but who wants Verlander? Who wants Scherzer? Who wants Alonzo? I would take Alonzo, but they got, you know, some young talents, you know, Nemo and different guys that they like or Nemo. They want to keep them around the younger players, but the older guys, uh, I don't think it's a complete revamp. If they can't move one of the two starters, yeah, they we're can't. old. They can't. <laughs> and superly overpriced. Like Verlander had a quote after his start. What was that? Yes. They he was before. good. Good start. He did have a good start. And afterward, he said, nobody could see this one coming. Like, meaning his start? start? No, they're the Mets start. Oh, nobody would have seen this one coming. Well, I mean, history would tell you that buying teams, throwing them together and having to go play is. Historically, it's hard. Historically doesn't work. So, yeah, some people could well, see what's it going on in San Diego. Right. Right. There's I mean, five and 16 turmoil is. in that in that clubhouse. I was reading yeah. last night. That market. Yeah. They're mad, mad at each other. Yeah. They're not playing good. Mm -mm. Their owner may have to have a press conference. Forget this guy. Well, Steve Cohen just spent a lot of money and he, you know, what Dave said to me was was kind of interesting. He was like, the guy's a jerk. He's, I was like, yeah, but I was like, George was a jerk. I go, you, if he wins, no one cares. He's like, nah, you got to have personality in New York. It's like, you got to have some, some, something, something that's going to keep the fans' attention besides wins and losses. And I was like, I don't know if that's true or not, man. I was like, if he wins, you could be whatever a jerk you want. You lose, you can be the nicest guy. They're going to throw you out. It's exactly right. It yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't like, everybody matter. wants something, Dave. Right. New York Met Dave, if you're watching the show, thank you, sir. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. We'll talk about. Give me a shot at an open mic night. I'm working Ooh. on a routine now. But the chat, <laughs> Butchie the Bookie said, the Mets should be renamed the Mutts 
because they're mutts. They are. They're bad. Um, bad, bad. Out, 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 out. Jay Dalbets came nice. in with the out for the Pittsburgh accent. Out, please. Out, ODU, stay strong, Mikey Awesome, and little Mikey Awesome at the skate park. They're at the skate park listening to the show, watching. Very the cool. Thank incredible. you. Appreciate it. Not one person. Oh, wait, there's one yes. CBW said, if you in, think it, bet it. If you think they're going to make the playoffs, bet it. I mean, the odds are awesome. They're amazing odds for you actually, for the Mets to make the playoffs. The odds to make the playoffs. Go ahead and go ahead and, 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 and take it. Right take the Mets now. to win a wild card spot. Take the Mets. They're not winning the division. They're not catching the Braves. But I mean, just to win a wild card spot, go crazy. It's a good. There's tons of value. Uh, I can't find to make the playoffs, but to win the division right now, yeah. the Mets are a hundred and fifty. To one, because they're never catching the Braves. No, There's the Braves. no shot. Don't no waste sh- your money on that. Yes, don't win it. But make the playoffs. If you find that bet, that's not a horrible bet to make. Is that a good gag gift? If you what buy is- someone who's a Mets fan, a, a, a hundred dollar ticket, that's you can awesome. send it to them right now. That's an awesome gag gift, especially if you're a Brave fan or you're a fan of like the Phillies. Right. If, if you're like a, right. a fan of another team that's a rival of the Mets. Yes. hundred percent. Yes. That's a phenomenal bet. Yes, just That's randomly, a, like you yeah. know, in the envelope, you, you just popped into Vegas, <laughs> and you buy because I used to have people come and do this all the time. And I'm yeah, like, gifts. well, I'd be like, what are you buying a Mets to win the division ticket for? You know, they're not going to win, right? <laughs> well, my boss is a Mets fan. And I so want to jack. Him, he said, yeah. "Bring me back something from Vegas." So I'm going to bring him back. This. Oh, that's a great bring back something. <laughs> what a great idea! That is an awesome idea. That is, very, that is very good. All right, the headline of the day is this: Fanatics boots this oh, offer for right. points bets operation. DraftKings has their efforts; it flops for them. They are not going to be able to buy Fanatics. Yeah. What do you make of this story? This is a fun one. I like this. Fanatics, $225 million that they put up for this to get points bet now. DraftKings falls short. They had to announce it to their shareholders that they will not be buying. They didn't even submit a second deadline yesterday to up it. $225 million is a 50% jump in the price that was already offered by Fanatics to buy points bet. DraftKings never wanted it. So is that just simply we're going to drive the price up and make it hurt? No doubt. <laughs> that, I mean, why, why didn't they call their bluff then? Well, why didn't they let them buy it? Did they have any choice? They had no choice but to do this because they needed that. Well, I mean, they're getting a, they're getting a hundred more million dollars right. out of them. <laughs> they're getting a hundred more. Like if it was twenty million and stuff, okay. They're getting a hundred more million. Yeah. Than they were going to get. You got to take it. I mean, you got to you got to say, you know what? These guys, this, this is great. This was this was going to happen with us at CG. We were this close. I mean, that's what everybody was telling us. We were this close to getting bought. My life would have been drastically different had that wow. happened. Um, but it happens, and DK drops out. They're probably. Popping champagne bottles at DraftKings right now. Going, <laughs> we got him to pay two twenty five. This is great. This is this is this is. Gonna I don't be know why. De- I don't know why Fanatics didn't call DraftKings as bluff. 
This is poker at a high level. Those licenses are worth something. They're not worth $225 million. But it advances the ball for them past all the, I mean, the way I understand it. And again, I'm not a lawyer. If you'd like to play one on this show, I was told by my mom to be a lawyer years ago. Mom, I'm still not going to law school. I'm 52. (laughs) Thank you, Mama Kinsig, but I'm not doing it. Um, They get the licenses so they don't have to go through the gaming stuff and the delay. They can kind of, if they buy this, just turn it right over. Correct. Yes. I guess they got a lot of money. Yeah, it's a, it says that, you know, Fanatics was able to, front office sports reports that Fanatics was able to flex significant muscle, not surprising given their $31 billion valuation, which is insane. And when Fanatics compete, is worth $31 billion? Yeah. And now we'll compete directly with DraftKings in a still developing U.S. market, including taking licenses in top performing states as New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. Uh, Fanatic CEO Michael Rubin previously branded this move by DraftKings to buy points bet as, quote, desperate. In the new deal structure, Fanatics will pay $175 million at closing, up from $100 million in the original offer, and pay another $50 million in early 2024. So they got to pony up $100 million. I hope they're getting it from the jerseys and the hats and not from the <laughs> sports book. <laughs> That's Once, a lot of money. $175 million in cash. Here you go. And then we'll give you $50 million sometime next year. I know I contributed to that number with all these hats. And yeah, I mean, it's it's more than just, I mean, Fanatics is into a lot of different things. But yes, right. it's primarily from, I mean, they are the number one licensed retailer of sports apparel in the world. Like right. if, you, if you are a premier league team. If you're an NBA team, if you're the Stanley cup champion, Vegas golden Knights, like all of your stuff is being sold through fanatics.com. Right. They've got the license, the ad pops immediately and onto your phone under your, which by the way, I'm not seeing the same number of ads in Massachusetts that you saw when you went to Ohio. So very different. The ads aren't, I'm not seeing the ads. I'm seeing some, time, but I'm not seeing more time than, of year. I saw, I, I communicated with somebody who's in Ohio. Okay. Jamie, uh, Salzburg, who I think we should have on at some point because okay. he's into this problem gambling thing. He posts a lot of really good stuff. He's a, uh, a reporter, writer. I don't know. The pullback on the promoted ads on social media happens right now. Okay. Because I'm not seeing any. After um, the NBA finals, I guess. That's when books are like, yeah, you know what? We're not doing that. Because nobody's on it as much. We're not getting as many people betting right now. Yeah. Apparently, if it comes back, if if it comes back September 1st. Wow, that late? Talking about that's I mean, that's kind of way the way it said it. Late. Wow. Seems late, but it's a big pullback. I mean, they're not, you know, the, the, I don't know. We don't week see ze- them in Nevada. We don't week, ever see them in know, Vegas. But week zero in college football is the week prior to that. That, that would seem to be late. Yeah, week zero who gives it. That's not true. In in states, I've already seen people lining up week zero bets right now in college oh, football. I know. States. Believe me, I know. I mean, people, week zero in Ohio is a big deal. I, <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a Hawaii game happening. Oh, forget, I just saw it yesterday. Hawaii's playing somebody in week zero that everyone's already yeah, talking about. I know. Vandy, it's it's Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt in, yeah. Vanderbilt in, in 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 Hawaii play in week zero. 
I talked about that with uh, Lisey last night. I, I did some See? radio show with Lisey. I was I'm doing that. I mean, it. this is where, when I go to Maine, this is what I'm doing. I'm, 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 I'm getting into my college football acumen, starting to roll with it. We have to figure out when Phil Steele will come on. We got to talk to Phil Steele. It's always fun getting him on. His magazine is must-read stuff. Go ahead and start breaking uh, it down. Sonic just came in to chat and said, are we aware of suspensions? There's some gambling suspensions. Calvin Ridley, C.J. Moore. Again? Quintez, Cephas, Shaka, Tony, all banned one year. Oh, what is he, what is he that, Okay, about? let me read it. I'll, 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 read you, lead article. I'll read you the story. Yep, breaking news at the moment here for this. Okay, so thank you, Sonic, for putting this out. A handful of NFL players, including Indianapolis Colts cornerback and kick returner Isaiah Rogers, are expected to receive season-long suspensions this week for violating the NFL's policy on gambling. According to Adam Schefter, Rogers, subject to a league investigation into possible violations of the league's gambling policy, including bets taken on Colts games, Rogers acknowledged the situation on social media earlier this month, saying he takes full responsibility for his actions. Um... This goes in long. So four Lions players and one commander's wide receiver were suspended by the NFL for gambling violations. They were suspended indefinitely by the NFL. So now they're going to come down and get their, you know, one year and six game suspensions. How long it's going to be. Okay. Yeah. So it's just, it's basically handing out the punishment for the guys that we already knew who have already been. Okay. But it does sound like the NFL is concluding their investigation. So they haven't found any new people. I don't know if it's, if it's really, warrants sources breaking news big splash headline <laughs> on espn.com i mean it's a slow day for espn too obviously because they're making we already knew these names aren't new this story's not new we're just right. learning that okay a kick returner who admitted to gambling on colts games is going to get a year suspension which if he didn't get a year suspension calvin ridley probably goes and sues the nfl <laughs> and says whoa 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 i got a year this guy gets how much so he has to get the same thing that i got so I guess that's going to be the standard, right? It should be. I mean, that's fair. I mean, right. I think that's okay. You bet on yeah. you bet on NFL football games. You're not supposed to. You lose a year. You lose a year's salary. Is it worth it? Then that's the question to the players. Right. Is it worth losing a year? I think the league minimum is six hundred thousand. So if you're going to think about betting and blow a year's salary, you ain't going to win six hundred thousand betting. I can <laughs> tell you that right now. You guys in the NFL, if you think you do, you're wrong. <laughs> Don't do it. Just Don't take the it. money and work. And I tell people that all the time. I mean, think about the number right. that you're giving up. It's not worth it. <laughs> Excuse me. No, not worth it by a long shot. All right, it is time for the Brigade Proxy Service NFL story of the day. You're going to be busy this week setting up a bunch of people tomorrow, right? For Got an appointment today at noon. Oh, today. Going nice. to meet the Bach. Damn Bach coming into town. Appreciate that, friend of the program. It's so weird. My, my, my life is so odd. It's such a strange. Dan Bach and I knew each other. We worked in 2001 in Huntsville, Alabama together. Yeah, now he's <laughs> signing up for the brigade proxy service. <laughs> just my life is so funny. It's such an interesting, you know, he, he's doing his thing in the gambling space. I'm doing my thing in the gambling space. It's it's pretty cool. So we got Incredible. him brigade proxy at gmail.com. If you're coming to town, this is when you email us. You go ahead and book the appointment. We come in one fee, one deadline. That's going to be our new thing for the brigade proxy service. Yep. Not complicated, simple, easy. We're going to get this done for you guys for the football season for Survivor and for Million. And the Westgate Super Contest starts taking signups this weekend. 
is when the Westgate. That's why I wore this. I wore a little Westgate Super Contest shirt. Oh, I was going to try. We're going to try to get Jay on tomorrow. So, okay. Let's get Cornegay on. Let's do it. So he can wear that shirt again. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so, so we, we, we got that. I've been in the contest a couple of times there with the Westgate. The Westgate actually, now look, we love our friends at Circa. They got a whole big controversy going on right now. I didn't feel right putting it into this, putting on the rundown, but thank you. I would have mixed it. We got enough things going on. Everybody's answering every tweet with there's an ongoing investigation. So it's bad. It's real bad. You can Google it if you want to know what's going on. I don't know how you give somebody a million dollars and not know who they are, but bag it up and put it in four different bags. Million dollars. They got the money back supposedly though. So like, that's good. So they caught the guy who did it, but the Westgate super contest We've spent so much time talking about Circa. I think a lot of people don't. We'll look at all the details later on. But like, if you're a player, right, and you you really think you can win one of these things, the Westgate's getting more and more attractive. Is it not just given the numbers of people that it's less number of people are going to be in the Westgate, making it more? You know, the pots are going to be smaller, but it might be more. More. I mean, if if I said, hey, you turn a thousand into fifty thousand, <laughs> what do you care, right? If if the pot's not as big as other ones, it's still fifty k in your pocket. Yeah, and it's going to be bigger than that. They still right. they'll still get enough to make it worth something, mm. and they'll do it with less people in the pool, with increases the players' chance to win. So, yes, um, it'll be uh, it'll be good to hear the details. I mean, they do a little more mini contest things. There's there's three six week. Uh, contests and six three-week contests and you know you can pick up a nice chunk of change there it's fun i mean it's 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 all starting to happen we're having the conversations i got the appointment today i'm going to meet one star Gorov for the brigade team what's that uh, well i'm going to text him after the show all right it's either going to be tonight or tomorrow i think i'm going to swing out to henderson and see what that's like and do it out there i'm sure it'll be quiet and can sit with Gorov. Maybe he'll give me some jazz music recommendations or something mm. like that. We'll see. Oh, but, trumpet yeah. music on this. All right. So a Philadelphia player, Brandon Graham, went on a podcast yesterday <laughs> and said that the offensive line for Kansas City got blessed by the field conditions in the Super Bowl. <sighs> Essentially saying, not completely handing the game to the Chiefs with the line, but saying that they could not, quote, believe it when they saw the turf and played with the turf, saying you need that traction to be able to get off the block. And we were slipping a lot. I don't make excuses. Yes, you are. I just don't. I just know that that's what was being talked about. Us trying to get out of our own head a little bit, too. I'm telling you that offensive line, they got blessed. I'll say that. Is it right to be talking about this right now in June? <laughs> you know, a good four or five months after the title game. I mean, it's a slow new day news day for everybody. <laughs> so, you know, you you lead this uh, conversation and you get sound bites like this that you're talking about. We're talking about on our show. I'm sure we're not the only ones using it in a rundown. Doesn't mean anything, does it? He's not wrong though. The field was slippy, like we say in Pittsburgh, for both teams, was Correct. it not? But the offensive line for the Chiefs versus the Philly defensive line, Brandon Graham's right by pointing it out. That was the game. That was the key to the whole game. The key Philly to the had game was the flag at the end. Maybe, but Philly had to get pressure on Mahomes. If they couldn't get pressure on Mahomes, things changed dramatically. 
the way the offense was run for Philly changed dramatic for KC changed dramatically. Mahomes had time to make plays, had time to find receivers down the field. I'm amazed that still when there's a situation like that where the field was slippery, mm-hmm. no one has the right cleats until halftime, right? Not even in that much in the second half or still slipping all over. Like I would be so I, I I did it when I coach. I still do it now. Like I go and walk the field and do all this stuff. I mean, I don't know because I guess growing up in Pittsburgh, every field we went to was different. There mm-hmm. were rocks. There were it was terrible. So like I'm anal about that and try to help the kids be prepared. Listen, that lip. If that ball hits that lip, it's going to go over your head in the outfield. You know, you got to see that. How are they not prepared for the slippery field? And why are they talking about it in June? Because it's in their head still, clearly. And they're still upset about it, which is interesting. I brought it up, not just because it's a slow news day. I brought it up because Arizona's field and the field in Vegas is both grown the same way. Okay. Outside and rolled in. Outside and rolled in. Now, as you clearly noticed and, and, and documented, that's a four-hour drive, so it's a different climate in Arizona than it is in Vegas. It's, we're higher altitude than they are, and we've got different things going on. But it is something to take a look at because I, I've seen multiple games now in Allegiance <laughs> where the players aren't always sure their foot's going to hold. Hell yeah. We might be in for 2.0 here for the Super Bowl when it comes to what happened in Arizona and now what's happening here in Las Vegas because the field is grown the same way. I've been to the college games, like the UNLV games with that turf field. Mm -hmm. It's so different. Mm -hmm. And I understand why they don't play on that because it looks like cement, Mm -hmm. literally looks like it's concrete covered by turf. Right. When you're watching the games, it's close. Right. And it's like, man, somebody's going to shred their knee or tear their ankle or something's shoulders going to get destroyed. So I get why they put the grass in, but can you grow the grass? Like you've been in the nice golf courses here. There is some nice grass here. Sure. I mean, look, they spent three quarters of a billion dollars on that field, right? It was, it was, no, not that much. 75 million or $750 million. They spent an amazing amount of money on that field in Arizona. They were highlighting it for over a year. They were talking about the advancements they had made to have the field ready for the Super Bowl. And it still was a skating rink. So it was green as could be, but it was a skating rink. It was slippery and people were flying. So like, I'm just curious, did they, or have they made the adjustments? Have they made the changes? Did they learn the mistake of last year heading into a very similar desert environment with a dome stadium, with the field grown outside to slide it back in for this Super Bowl coming up in February in Las Vegas? Because if not, this is history. We're going to repeat itself. And it could probably be used in the handicap as to whether or not the team's going to have footing enough to get after the quarterbacks. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just saying if it's, if it's the same thing, same problem, even though the teams yet, what are you trying to handicap the total in the Super Bowl? For? I'm just saying it may be something to pay attention to because what happened last year, it's in Las Vegas. It's the same, same growing system that they use in Arizona that did not produce a field that was good enough. So mm. now here in Vegas, let's see if the mistake has been corrected. I just don't know if it has been corrected or not. Gorov just came in the chat and said he's free tomorrow. We actually may be booking our first brigade proxy service appointment in the chat uh, uh, ever right now. So Let's get it done. 
Yeah, Gorov, we're going to do it tomorrow. That's great news. I love it. All right, uh, a couple more things before we get to better to book it. Yes. So we can wrap the show here on side of the sports yep. grid window. Record ratings for the College World Series. For Surprised? Not at all. Games were absolutely awesome. 16-game postseason average 1.65 million viewers on ESPN platforms, a 48% increase from the 2022 College World Series. The final saw a record audience of 2.86 million viewers on ESPN and ESPNU across the three-game series, up 75% from the last two-game final last year. LSU beat Florida 18-4 to on Monday, winning its seventh national championship in its first since 2009. Does this mean that college sports are on a rise with people or they did a better job of marketing the stars? People knew who was going to play. So they wanted to watch these soon to be major leaguers. A couple things. One, they did a better job of marketing it. There was no NBA or NHL for most of it. There never is. No, sometimes game four. Game five, six, seven, it's going to the end. It can be, it can be distracting. It's they had no distractions. Three, right? Your SEC roots and all your SEC people. I mean, they brought it. They came. Yeah, with three watched. teams. Tennessee, LSU, Florida. I, you know, it's gonna drive me crazy during <laughs> during football season because but. this is what they do, but they brought it. I just to be fair, though, just to be fair, all those people in the outfield who are wearing LSU gear. Yes. We're Omaha locals. Just realize that. Yeah. But the people that have any tie to LSU anywhere Mm. watch the games. Yes. hundred percent. And, and SEC fans, I know I I have friends of mine in the South who hate watched it. Because they want to see him lose. Correct. So they hate watched it because they hate LSU. So they did not allow LSU to win another one. <laughs> so they were hoping somebody else would beat them. Even cheering for Florida. I mean, Alabama fans hate Florida, but they were cheering for Florida to beat LSU. Right. I think you know, the Paul Skeen story was so big because he was throwing 100 miles an hour. Right. And the fact that we had three to four first round picks in the draft coming up. I think it's next top week. Top five. Top not five. First yeah. round. These are top five guys. Playing in the right in the there. game. So that was talked about on baseball tonight. It was talked about on other major league baseball broadcasts about like, look at the talent. This is coming up. And then we had a zero zero game in game one that went to extra innings with a two run walk off home run that was shown everywhere. Right. So then people wanted to watch game two and they watched Florida score 24 runs and had a lot of fun watching offense. People like offense. And then so like, all right, game three, let's see what's going to happen. And LSU goes and scores 18 runs and wins their seventh national championship. So it held people's attention. The games were fun. The storylines were available. And I mean, college baseball at some point, don't you think they have to rectify the scholarship rule with college baseball and start to figure some things out? Uh, it's, it's beyond... I mean, 25 man, 25 man roster, and you don't have 25 scholarships. You have half that to give out to the entire team. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard to do. It's, I mean, I don't know if any of that's going to change it, but it's, it's needed to change for years. And I get title nine too. I'm not saying what title nine situation is, but but the, the, the sport that gets the short end of the stick every time when it comes to the title nine situations, because football programs have 60 scholarships, and, and so you're trying to figure out how many baseball scops you can give. I mean, the fact that you get offered a quarter scholarship is weird. Like it's on a high level division one team, you get offered a quarter scholarship. That's, that's odd. 
that's the sports. That's that's be smart. Like that's the that's the message to kids. Like that's watching. Just be smart because if you're smart and athletic, they give you both. You can get more. Right. If you're just athletic, you better be the best athletic. <laughs> Otherwise, you're getting a quarter right. scholarship. It don't matter how good you are. So be smart as well as everything else. And the one thing my dad told me years ago, I never forget, it was like, Dave, the game's end. They can never take your brain away from you. They can never just be smart, read, do stuff, figure it out. Because when you're old, like I am now, you can still do stuff. Right. I can't, I can't, you know, I can't throw the ball like I used to anymore. I can't do that stuff. So I love it. I'm in. Um I the SEC helped. Hundred percent. No, it, it helped. helped. I mean, if, if it was Oral Roberts up against Wake Forest, it would have been a whole different story. People wouldn't have watched it nearly as much, or cared about it nearly as much. Oral wouldn't Rob. have carried the the ratings. No, sorry. No. Oral small Oklahoma school and a small North Carolina school is not going to carry the ratings. <laughs> it helped, and again. People in Omaha love LSU. I mean, straight up, when the Cajuns are there, the College World Series is electric. It's so much more fun. And when they win the thing or they play all the way to the finals, you keep those people in, in around for a long time. I mean, a lot of people were showing up, celebrities and whatnot. All the LSU big names came to Omaha. They all were on TV. It was it was a big story. It was, it was, it was LSU, a big deal. The LSU people are having a pretty good run, are they not? Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in football, it could be really good this year. So... Football could have a resurgent year this year. But I mean, family. We got to go with family. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Here we go. I can't wait for college football. I cannot wait. It's so fun. (laughs) Cannot. Because this is going to be our second. You always do do year one to do year two. And we did really had tons of fun last year during college world series, during college football. But we we started the show in December. So we really missed the college football season the first time around. Then we had the whole college football season last year. And now we get it again. Right. I mean, I can't SEC games, Big Ten games. There's just so many cool big football games coming down the pike. I can't wait to see what Michigan looks like. So I can either pound my chest or hide in a hole. Everyone's still mad at me for saying Michigan's going to win the whole thing. <laughs> they should be mad at you. I was mad at you. I let I still, it go. I still think they are. I think Michigan's going to win the whole, the whole damn it's thing. Be I annoying. Do. I think it's what I think Michigan's going to be the team. So I think that's it. Ohio state fans are all banged up and mad about that. But again, I mean, this is sec Georgia, Alabama, I can't wait to see if Bama's going to be like three lost Bama this year. Oh God! I mean that quarterback situation. So. That quarterback situation's a a problem. <laughs> it's Man. it's Man. it's a problem right now for them. So I'm looking forward to that. But that's all coming up, obviously, in the fall. All right, time for bet it or book it. Just two baseball bets to get into. This involves the team that you're supporting at the moment. Pirates, Padres, first five, under four and a half. Yep. I need your boy Mitch Keller to be typical today. Well, I mean, you can count on Snell. Yep. Snell's been really good. Yep. Uh, actually, I did the research for that. Hold on. I have it handy. Do you like eight and a half under or four and a half under five, first five better? So I used I used the game under. Eight and a half. Okay. Only because... Um, the Pirates bullpen scares the crap out of me. That's why I didn't do it. I know, and that's that. You're you're right. That's uh, Snell's red hot June continued. 
Uh, last game, he pitched six innings, a shutout ball for the second straight start, and third time in four starts. And um, he holds a ridiculous .50 ERA over his last six starts. Yep. Snell's been so good. And, and run support, again, not really there. Exactly. So, um, I just, you, I mean, this this price is is too much. Like four and a half under a quarter, it's the limit. I would bet it because okay. I like the under four and a half. But the the number I saw this morning was eight and a half on the total. Yeah. Yep, that's yeah. what it is. Yep. That's well, it's it's moved to eight and oh. Most okay, it's what, places. yeah, because that's why I bet I, I bet under four and a half because like okay, well four and a half and four and a half is nine, so I'm getting a half a run by taking right. so it should be three one after yeah. five. Yeah, so let's hope that that's the score that that's the score and take the Pirates and, and, and the Padres. That's fine. That makes sense. Yeah, I like I like the game under. So uh, yes, first five under. Yes, bet it. Okay, and then second bet Orioles Reds over eight and a half is minus one fifteen. It's Luke Weaver against Kyle Gibson. Gibson's over. been. Okay, but I think I think you're going to see Luke Weaver again get touched up significantly here in this game. The total, the first five Wait, you was got eight and a half. Are you sure? Last night, yeah, it's nine and a half now. Oh, okay. Fanda last night eight and a half. Yeah, it's not. I mean, this is a B squared play. Okay, even at nine, at nine and a half, or eight and a half. Well, if you, I mean, at eight and a half, yes. Okay, this is games going over. I can't. I mean. It's because of Gibson. I'm like, this should be 10. Yeah, right. I I agree. That that I agree with. I'm 100 I agree with that. But because Weaver has been this one might be, why didn't you do the first five over here? Because it's five and a half. (laughs) It's five and a half. (laughs) I swear to God, last night was five and a half. Last night, the first five was five and a half, but the game was eight and a half. Even money, even money on um on the over, over five and a half, even money. Juice, <laughs> juice to the under at FanDuel last night. I was like, what in the hell? And I'm in a legal state now. I'm I, I'm in a FanDuel state. I was like, okay. But yes, that was what it was last night. You guys watching the show. And again, we thank you so much for doing it. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Subscribe to the audio if you're listening to it in a car because P-Roll called for the end of FM radio in three <laughs> years or five years or whatever it is. So you're only going to be able to listen to podcasts and shows like this. Seven years. Yep. But this two weeks you talked about like betting and how hard it is and this and that. Everybody's on vacation in the books too. You're going to see a lot of mistakes and all you fuckers who use the bots and pick off all the bad numbers have a field day for the next two weeks. Because a lot of the big wigs are taking vacation, getting ready to go to the beach or go to the Caribbean or somewhere else. So for football. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting all the vacations in out of the way over the next three weeks. And then everybody comes back ready and cranked up for August and, yeah, that's crazy. Five and a half was the total. Yep. So I was that's like, a stop sign. That's like hello. 100%. That's why I was like, um, not touching that because I wanted four and a half. I was going to lay over four and a half. I was going to go under four and a half in the, in, the, in the Pirates game and under and over four and a half in the Reds game. Right. And it was five and a half. And I was like, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not laying five and a half on this and watch the game lend six to two. I was like, I'm going to get screwed on this. So I was like, all right, I'll just bet the over eight and a half and hope that we get to nine. 
And then that was a mistake. And five and a half was probably a mistake. And then now all the numbers are corrected. But yeah, this is this is the overnight betting that is somewhat fun to do. This one points. may get you. Yep. This, the, you know, this the, the the Orioles may win this game six one. Yep. I I sure. That, that that's, that's very possible. But I like the way the Reds are hitting. I had them yesterday. This, we'll, we'll say bet this over. Yeah, I I don't I don't know if I play nine and a half though. Well, that's the only option, and it's that, probably yeah. that's listen, that's a stop if sign. The, if the, if the if the bots found the over eight and a half, they're going to find the under nine and a half, and there's going to be a book or two sweating the game falling five four or six three and going oh shit, now we did it. Yeah. So in nine, if you find a nine though, I like nine. I, I yeah. think o- over nine, if you find that, I think that that's a good price on, on over nine, but um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those games where five, nine, maybe it was nine. Maybe that's, I, I'll have to look at that. I mean, I wrote that wrong. Maybe that was nine for, for the opener. It was okay. nine. I bet like I got to pull up my slip on that, but even eight and a half, same difference. It's nine. It's a push. It's over, but I just know it was, it was five and a half. The reason why I did not bet over is it was five and a half first five that I know for a fact. Cause I stayed, okay. I stayed off of it for that very reason. Favorite thing about today is what we got the show done. You did not it again. Lying. Come here. <laughs> she has to come and say hi. Good. Go ahead. You can say, yeah. good. Um, Oh, look, it's okay. Yeah, it can be fine. I don't just, care. Just, just, just come in and say hello. Put the say- headphone in. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Other 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 ear. Other ear. Other ear. Oh, you don't care. Okay. Hi, Maddie. How's hey, Maddie? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. How is Boston? <laughs> Thumbs up. Talk. Good. Talk. Oh you have to talk, yeah, because yes. people are watching. Podcast is not just it's audio but, sometimes too. So okay. um, do you like the rain? Yes. You do Why? like the rain, right? Because it's we don't get it in uh, Vegas. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I dry. told your dad that he should have let you go out and run in the rain or play in the rain. Yes, he should have. But he kiboshed it. He said no. Look at her hair. Look, look how humid it is. Look at her hair. It's, it's amazing. I like it. That's nice, right? Yeah. So her hair is not curly, guys, by the way. Her hair is never curly. It's just curls in her hair. But it it's curls when you get humidity. Curly. Maddie, what's what are you doing today? Or, or what are you looking forward to doing today? We're going to the aquarium. Oh, okay. Are you having fun with grandma? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, good. All right. Say, 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 do I say something or you're good? I'm good. Okay. We'll see you in a little bit. I'm hungry. Okay. All right. We're glad, almost done. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're hungry. So that's my favorite <laughs> thing about today. There you go. So, so it, was, it was fun to see her last night. I hadn't seen her for a week. So that was nice to see her. What is your how favorite was, thing about today? How was that, by the way? I mean. Not seeing her for a week? Yeah. Like. It was cool. Was she, it was, was cool. she good? Oh, yeah. But she, I mean, she like ran at me like, I, I don't know, like right. I thought I was dying or something. Like she right. jumped into my arms. It was like, whoa. So it was, it was fun. <laughs> it was, it was a very warm reception. It was cool. It's one of the weirdest things. When I took the job in West Virginia to be the director, everybody stayed in Vegas. It was the longest I was away from the kids ever. Oh, wow. And I didn't realize it. I mean, I did realize it because mm-hmm. I'm a big mush and softy and it bothered me. But we FaceTimed three times a day and that was, I thought, enough. And then when I saw them for the first time, Kendall was a little baby. Not a wow. little baby. She was three years old, uh, turning four. Right. And um, I will never forget 
when she saw me for the first time in person and that hug, <laughs> that's a, it's a fun thing, right? When they come and oh, yeah. run at you, because I can tell you when they're teenagers, they're running away from you. <laughs> like that's it. They're, they're running to you until about 14, 15, then they're running away from you. Like, right. I don't want to know you. Right. No, this, the favorite thing about today is that, yeah, we got the show done. I got an appointment at noon to go see a guy to sign up for the brigade proxy service. You know, we figured it out. You're back east. We're coast to coast. We got people all over. And it's roll call Thursday tomorrow. Tomorrow, yep. We got to tell the people. Special intro tomorrow, too. We, Songs, yeah. Song's already done it. Well, I can't wait to see it. Mm. That's great. I haven't seen it. But mm. roll call Thursday instead of roll call Friday because we're not doing the show Friday. But yep. Raymaker Lou's coming up with something. We may end up doing a little something audio only. Yeah, I saw. He, yeah. he, he wants yeah. to run a little. I mean, you could yeah. run it yourself. I know. That's what I, I told him. Him and I are talking to him. Yeah. Later today, we're going to figure that out, but we may do that. But tomorrow is Roll Call Thursday. Please tell someone about the show. Bring them into the chat. Watch it flow. Favorite thing about today is the show. Absolutely. Yeah. So I am headed to the Boston Aquarium. So it's going to be a lot of fun for that. So thank you guys for being here. This is a you lot driving? of fun. Yeah, I'm driving. We got to go. I'm posting the show, the podcast, and then we're getting in the road and we're got a 240 appointment and we're going to, going to go spend three hours at the aquarium looking at fish. So. Have you driven yet there? Uh, I've been in a car. I've not been behind the wheel yet. No, okay. this, this is my first time driving. And I'm driving. I'm interested to see your opinion about driving back east for a day or two after uh, tomorrow. There's, talk it, 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 I'm going to hate my life. There's no other way around it. Like I, I'm going to hate everyone and I'm going to hate my life. That's the only way around it. People drive like complete jackasses here. So there's absolutely no, no debate on that. There's, Are you meeting Emerson? I'm trying to tomorrow. We're going to figure out. I'm going day by day. I'm going to talk to him in the morning tomorrow once we figure everything okay. out. But yes, tomorrow's okay. the day I've circled about when I would go because my mom will be home. She can take Maddie. I can go into the city. So we're trying to figure that whole thing out. That's the other favorite thing about today. Did you see Sonic and what Mikey Awesome took Sonic's cheese video and what those people did with that? Just I, I, if you I haven't have seen no it words. at Boston versus the book, just go watch it. The, the string cheese ad is just <laughs> un. <laughs> Believable at Boston versus the Bucks on Twitter. Go, go check it out. Seriously, roll call Thursday tomorrow, guys. He's Dave. I'm Matt. Thank you for watching. Appreciate you guys being here tomorrow. Big show from Boston and Vegas for BBB.